How long should I wait for my partner's recovery? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. Tyler, that's a question I've never heard. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I know. I've heard it ma- many times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure we're going to have like a really like amazing, like concrete answer either, Brandon. Yeah, uh, I got a, I got a few answers because I've been asked it so many times. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, con- it's a common one, but I'm sure as we, we talk to our guests, there's some, some unique things going on that, that really help flush out that answer to that question. So yeah. Should we just dive into it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you. So you're coming to us from, uh, from down under. Yeah, <laughs> That's correct. Are you there, Melissa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. Um, if you would give us just a little bit of background, tell us what's going on. Um, and then, and then hopefully we can get to the, to answer in the, answering your question. So I discovery for me was, uh, July, 2020. Um, and I was living over in the UK at the time with my husband. Um, my daughter was not quite once. She was about eight months old, nine months old. Um, and it was just a really rocky start for his recovery. And it was just, Melissa, this is middle of COVID is what you're saying. Yep. So we'd kind of been like sort of stuck over in Australia with COVID and then we managed to get back to the UK. Um, And yeah, and then it all kind of came out a week after getting back. So um, it was all very like big, but it always is, isn't it? (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, so I made the decision to come back to Australia because his recovery wasn't very stable and it just wasn't healthy for me. Um, and I knew that that was the right decision then. And with the the way the world was, I knew I couldn't just make that decision at last minute. I had to sort of pre-plan that. Um, so I, I did that. And I think that was one of the best things. One of the hardest things being away, it's been 12 months now. Um, and doing that with my daughter, she's so young but it was definitely one of the best things for both of us, um, having that time to really work on ourselves. It really had, I really had to get acceptance. I, you know, I was in a victimhood for, for quite a while and I reached a point where I was like, I can't survive like this anymore. This is not going to be my life. Um, I just have to accept this. Um, I'm a single mum. You know, my husband is a sex addict is wherever he is in his recovery. And I have no control about that. Um, and I have an opportunity to, to make my life look better going forward. And I did that. And I think doing that allowed me to really set some boundaries and step into my voice, um, a lot. And that, at that point, that was when he, um, confessed to being in relapse basically for most part of the start of this year. Um, and then he finally, 
Um, I think that was probably his point where he hit rock bottom. Um, and he's been sober for five months now, so since June this year. And I, he's doing really well and I can definitely see a change in him. He arrived here a week ago, actually, so it's been quite oh. <laughs> an up and down week. And I think in that time what I've realised is We've both done so much of our own work um, and there is definitely some couples work to do um, to change things because we're slipping right back into that dynamic that we were when he was in addict mode. Um, And we don't know how else to do that at this point, but he's very reluctant um, to work on the coupleship because he... um, You know, he says he doesn't know what he wants going forward because he is trying to just like work out who he is. He's been an addict for so long. He doesn't know who he is and what he, he wants. And, and he's just learning intimacy even with himself. Um, but for me, what I can see is that if we don't change anything, nothing will change. So, um, you know, if we keep going like this, we're just going to destroy any chance of a new relationship. Like for me, that old relationship is gone. It's finished over. I don't want that relationship. I want a new one with this new man that I can see is doing the work and he is more present and um, aware of himself. And um, yeah, so I guess my question is, um, how long do I wait? Because he's kind of like, he's come over here for a few months and he's like, Oh, we'll see how it goes. Like, we'll see how we get on together. And then, you know, we can only live one day at a time. And for me, that's just really frustrating. Cause I'm like, well, if you like at the moment he's here in my house and I feel like we're just housemates, like, and it's just this really weird dynamic. Um, and I respect his recovery and I respect that he needs to do what he needs to do. But we had agreed also to doing disclosure before he came over here and that was supposed to be in August and then September and then October. Um, I did my set of questions and gave them to him and he's he's read them and apparently answered them, but then he said that he couldn't do disclosure because he's doing his step four and it's too hard to do both together. So I'm always in this situation where I'm like, uh, I put forward what I want and what I need and if he can't meet it, then I feel like I'm losing my voice and I don't know how much I should push that or, yeah, I guess it's that's my question. So how long do you wait? Hey, guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening here, this is the Betrayed, the Addicted and the Expert feed, and we sure appreciate you following us and listening here. We want to let you know that we have moved to Real Talk Recovery. If you'd like to complete the episode, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any place where there's podcasts, Real Talk Recovery, or you can go to realtalkrecovery.com. Thanks again for all of your support.